Okay, welcome to the Kevin and Shana Photography Podcast. We are in episode number five, getting things going. We're in a 10-part series right now on getting started in a photography business. The last episode we talked about was about being unique, being yourself in business, especially in the photography world. Don't try and copy other people. Don't try and be somebody else. Be yourself, and you're going to go a lot farther in that. So go listen to that episode. Um, but we're five episodes in right now, and we're going to be going today over with the basics that you need for photography equipment for a beginner. Okay. Now, this audience is for beginners in photography, people who have been around in photography for a while who just love the photography community. And this one specifically, you may be past this point of what equipment you need. Today is going to be geared for more for beginners in photography. What equipment should you get? What, what kind of software should you use? What computer do you need? And what should I focus on? What should my mindset be throughout all of this? How should I budget? That kind of thing. We're going to dive a little bit into that. My wife and I have a photography business that we've been doing for but somewhere, I say five years, I say seven years, it's between the five and seven year mark where we actually started doing it professionally and, and taking it serious. So this past year we grew, it was such a great year for us, um, did a bunch of weddings this year, we've been getting into that market more. So we're here helping you who's getting started into photography business, um, give you some pointers that we've learned along the way and help guide you through that. So my wife, Shana, she's the one who actually does the pictures. She's amazing with the people that she works with, the clients, does the shooting, does the editing. I'm the one who does videography and I do all the background. I run the business side of things, the admin side of things, and uh, do the podcast. So some of these podcasts she'll pop on, um, but it's not her thing. So it's going to be me picking her brain, her experience, our experience together and putting this out there. So, okay, enough of that. Let's dive into it. So we're going to start with the first point, which is choosing the right camera for a beginner photographer. And this next part that I'm going to say is going to be the most important piece of the whole entire episode, okay? If you get nothing out of it, get this next point that I'm going to say. Prioritize learning over spending. And what do I mean by that? If there was two people in business in the photography world, I'll explain both of them and I'll explain which one's going to be more successful. There's going to be the person who's going to be the one who's going to say, I need all the all the expensive equipment. I need to figure out the perfect camera. I need to figure out the perfect lens. I need to get all the accessories. I need to get everything that ready. And then I'm going to go and start my business. Or there's the person who says, I'm just going to go get a camera. I'm going to go start shooting and I'm going to jump into it and see if I like it and just get better at it and learn it. And then eventually they'll figure out the equipment. They'll figure out the upgrades. That person is going to go much farther. And I talk about this in the previous couple episodes about having a profitable business and what that requires, what that takes. And I, but today is going to be more specific on the equipment side of things. So let's talk about choosing the right camera. Now I'm not necessarily biased on, I'm going to talk about the main three brands just because that's the ones that everyone knows is Nikon, Sony, and Canon. I'm not necessarily biased towards one or the other, or I think one's better or, or you have to choose one specific one. We've always shot Nikon. That's what we use right now. We use a Nikon Z6 II. We worked our way up to that. We didn't start with that. And, but I have no reason why we didn't go Canon or, or Sony or anything like that. I, you know, it's an option. Maybe we switch later someday, but that's just how it worked for us. But I'll say this. Any one of those cameras, if you learn your camera and you learn and you go take pictures, but more importantly, you get good at dealing with people and knowing how to make them feel comfortable and delivering good shots. Okay. Learning how to take great shots, learning how to edit those and deliver them and provide a great experience. If that's your focus, you'll go far, but you can take any one of those brands, any professional. You could give me 
or my wife probably more so on the photo side of things. I do video, but you could give my wife any camera, any brand. And as long as she knows where the buttons are and that sort of thing for the basics, she's going to be able to take amazing pictures no matter which brand you have. I'll emphasize this. When you're starting out, take a budget and make spend less than whatever your budget is. And if you're getting started, you're just not sure where to start. I will emphasize spend a small amount because you want to find out first if it's something you're going to keep doing. If you're going to spend $3,000 on a camera, another $2,000 on a lens, and a bunch of other equipment, and then you find out that you don't like taking pictures of people, <laughs> then it was a waste, right? So slowly ease your way into it. And especially, I'm, I'm talking about portrait photography for people, okay? Families, couples, weddings, maternity. I'm not the person to talk to if you're going to be taking nature photos and things like that. Whole different ballgame. So where we started was a, a Nikon D3300. Okay, that's where we started. And then we used that for probably a year. And then we bumped our way up to a Nikon D5300. So that's why we stayed with Nikon. My wife was comfortable with it. And that's all that mattered. She knew how it worked. Just, just get the next model up. A little bit more features. You know, a flip out screen. That sort of thing. But was more important than the camera was a lens. Okay, so if you're going to spend money on a camera, get something that's cheap, a couple hundred bucks. You could find a used one, even if it's a crop sensor camera. There's always this, I remember at the beginning, you know, a big thing versus full frame crop sensor. And yes, obviously there's a benefit to having a full frame, but if you're starting out, just go get a camera. Okay, don't overthink that stuff. Go get a camera, crop sensor, cheap camera, and just try it. doesn't have to be mirrorless. You can get a DSLR and just start. Okay. Just go out there and do it. Put yourself in the situation. Spend a couple hundred bucks, whether it's Canon. Um, I think the equivalent to a Nikon D3300, I had it written down over here, would be something like a Canon 600D, or you could bump yourself up to a Canon 70D Nikon D5300. So in kind of in that ball range, I'm not sure what the Sony is, but something that's basically going to be able to, you know, have a, have good ISO, has good megapixels, and you can go and quickly focus on your subjects when you're there. But more importantly than that, get yourself a prime lens for a couple hundred bucks, a 35 millimeter, a 50 millimeter, an 85 millimeter. Those are kind of the three basics. So Shana always shot with a 50 millimeter on a crop sensor camera. That was just simple for her. 1.8 aperture. So that way she could go down. That's what gets you the, the blur in the background and you can shoot in lower light that way. Starting with a cheap camera for a couple hundred bucks, Get a prime lens and those two things right there are going to save you so much time from trying to figure out how, why don't my kit lens shots look nice? Why, why don't I, why can't I focus well? Separating yourself from a, a beginner, beginner photographer is going to be upgrading to a prime lens, getting out of that kit lens. Okay, just do that up front. Get that out of the way. I'll save you that hassle. <laughs> kit lens is not worth shooting in. Maybe to learn with your camera, fine. But if you're going to actually deliver pictures for people, get yourself a nice prime lens. It's going to make it so much easier for you. Crop sensor camera, a couple hundred bucks, prime lens, and those two together, then just go and get the experience. And I, and I talk about how to do this in, in one of the previous episodes of how to go out there, how to get in your first clients, and how to continue, how to grow that. But start with those basics. When the money starts coming in, then you can upgrade. And I'll talk about that in a little bit, but... Okay, what's next? Number two, let's talk about essential tools for editing and post-processing. So the editing side of things. What do you need as bare bones to get started in this? One of the specific software tools you should just get, go and get Adobe Lightroom. Just get the basic Photoshop and Lightroom package. 
honestly, we don't use Photoshop that much at all. Mostly just Lightroom. And, but if you, so you can get the basic package that comes with Lightroom, you know, get the trial for seven days or whatever it is and try that out. And, and that'll just save you a bunch of time. It, it's just, there's so many tools in it. It's just easier to use. We used to use like PicMonkey or something like way back at the beginning and it just wasn't worth it. Okay. Go and just get Adobe Lightroom and subscription. So here's what's good in business. If you have a subscription for something, it forces you to go out and use it. Otherwise you're wasting the money <laughs> that you're paying for it. So you get your camera, you get your lens, it's paid for. And then you get Adobe Lightroom software. So that way you can edit pictures properly. There's all kinds of tutorials on that. I'm not going to go through that. There's all, all kinds of editing styles. Everybody is so different. So maybe that's an episode sometime where I sit down with my wife and we go through kind of the editing and walk through her process of that. That might be something good to do. Okay. So that's software. That's just going to save you a ton of time by getting Lightroom. But let's, the next thing that you're going to need is you're going to need a color calibrated monitor. Okay. I have three monitors here in my basement and none of them are color calibrated. Shayna has a color calibrated monitor over at the other desk over behind me, which you can't see, but she has a color calibrated monitor. So whenever, even when I'm doing video editing, I'll make sure that I use that monitor for, for making sure everything is, is looking good and put together. And you need that because what that's going to do is you can always adjust something. For example, if I use this monitor I have right now, it's just, just, crappy office HP monitor just for office work. But if I was to use this to edit pictures and I designed it so it looked great to my eye and I move it over to a color calibrated monitor, it's not even going to look the same at all. So if you try and edit to make it look like however your monitor is, if it's not color calibrated, you're going to send your pictures to your clients. Maybe they have a screen that's better and they're going to say, wow, why is this all coloring off and how come nothing looks good? But more importantly, when they go to print, it's not going to look good at all. In order to deliver good pictures to clients, you need to have accurate colors. So a way that you can check this is you can go look at, at monitors and you can search a color calibrated monitor and it's going to say, yeah, it comes calibrated with this. And a way that you can tell that is if you're looking at uh, monitors or laptops, they're going to have different things like it's going to be 100% RGB, or it's going to have like its Pantone validated or, or it'll have different ones. I'm just looking at another one over here. Um, it'll have something like it's Kalman verified 100% sRGB Rec 709. So you can always ask when you, when you're about to purchase something, go and ask, do the research, but find something that's color calibrated. You need accurate colors when you're editing. And let's talk about those computer specs for a little bit. So if you're on the Apple side of things with Mac, I have no issues with Mac at all. I actually think that they run very efficiently. I actually think that because they're color calibrated, kind of read out of the box is what I hear. Don't, don't quote me on that, but I don't use Mac, but I find they're very efficient in the, the creative world. Photos, videos, they do very well. So if you get with a Mac, great. Um, look for something like an M2 processor minimum, 16 gigabytes of RAM minimum one terabyte storage minimum because you're just going to be buying storage anyway. You might as well get that one terabyte in there. It's more convenient that way. And starting with those basics, that's going to give you enough so you're not bogged down by the workload. Or if you do get busier, at least your computer can keep up to it. It's it's one thing I don't like is to cheap out on, on a computer and then later you just got to upgrade it anyway. But if you need to do things in stages, do it in stages. Get the one you can afford and slowly upgrade. But now that's Mac. I don't prefer Mac, but I have no issues with it. 
I prefer on the Windows side of things because it's I it's easier for me to upgrade. I can pop things open. I can put things in. I can upgrade as I go. Because I use an external monitor that's color calibrated, it really doesn't matter what system I use. So I use Windows. And I love Windows. So on the Windows side of things, you're going to need, again, minimum 16 gigabytes of RAM. If you're just doing photo editing in Lightroom, that will work for you. But if you can get 32 gigabytes, you go with the 30, 32 gigabyte route or work your way up to it. Again, one terabyte of storage. And you're probably going to need a processor. Now, I would look at cores more than I would speed of the processors. I would look at how many cores it has or how many threads, and they kind of go hand in hand. So I would look at a minimum of six cores. That's an easy way to look at it. Don't look at the number of gigahertz. That really doesn't matter with all the turbos and things like that. I could, I could get into all of that. So look for something like on the Ryzen side, Ryzen 5 5600X is a minimum. On the Intel side, you're probably looking at like an i7 10,700K-ish. It doesn't have to be K, but unless you want to overclock, but somewhere in those lines and up and above and beyond. Okay, that's just going to make things easier for you. If you're getting a laptop, again, color calibrated. Yeah, so to sum that up, you know, Mac is good. Windows is good. But just make sure that it's sufficient enough to be able to run Lightroom and to be able to edit your pictures and have a good workflow. So you're going to have Lightroom open. You're going to be uploading those into some kind of gallery you're going to send to people. But you're going to need to be able to run in different things. You're messaging people. you got your email open and you're editing and all those things going on at the same time. So you need a computer that can handle all that. Otherwise, it's just going to frustrate you and slow your workload down. And it's just not going to be fun. Now, and should you get a graphics card, if you can afford a graphics card, yes, get something Again, if you're on a cheap budget, get something with like six gigabytes of VRAM and a graphics card, something like a probably a 3060 GTX 3060 or a 3060 Ti step up. Those aren't cheap. Just get the basics. Get something that, that you can edit with. But I would be okay with if somebody bought the camera, bought the lens, went out and took pictures, and they just used the computer that they had. Just use it. Use it till it dies. Use it till you have the money to upgrade. And if you need to verify color, use your phone. I find most screens on your phones are going to be more accurate. So if you need to edit on your computer and then put it on your phone to look at it, it might be a, not a, an effective workflow, but it could work. So that would be an alternative. If you're like, Kevin, I don't have money for all this stuff. Well, then try that. Use what you got. Get the camera, get the, get the lens, get out of the kit lens. And just edit on whatever you have. Use your phone to kind of get as close and accurate as you can. Start there. Okay. You got to just, you just got to get going. Okay. So we got our camera. We got our equipment. Let's talk about when to upgrade. When to upgrade is when you actually are making money in your business and you can pour that money back in to buy the things to upgrade until you get yourself to that. You have the basics. You have the essentials to actually continually make money and then you can slowly upgrade and you want profit. Okay, you need to be, put money in your pockets. So do that for a little while and then upgrade to the camera. Get that Nikon Z6 II, get a nicer lens. You know, a 24 to 70 mil is expensive on the Nikon side, at least like a 2.8. But work your way up to something like that. Get a 50 millimeter prime, get a 35 millimeter prime and kind of have those essentials that you need to take beautiful pictures. But at that point, you know what you're doing. At that point, you've got a clientele. At that point, you've you know how to work your camera. You know how to take those pictures. So now, now the upgrade is actually worth it. You're going to see that difference in your work. Or at the beginning, at the beginning, you're not. 
Now, I was going to dive a little bit into today, but I think I'm going to put this in the next episode. Next episode, we're going to talk about the business management side of things. What do you need? We're going to talk about a CRM. We're going to talk about how to deliver your clients. We're going to talk about kind of the customer relationship side of things and how how you should start that, what software should you have. So that I'm going to put that in our next episode because this one's a little bit long and I'd rather you focus on, you know, those important things. And you probably took some notes about, you know, the camera side of things and upgrading your equipment, making sure you have everything that is ready to go for your clients. So, so again, it was probably more of a dry one. There's nothing really business or exciting about it in this one. It's just more on the equipment side. But again, the more, more important point I can emphasize is get out there, take pictures, get better at it, get good at it, get good with people. And then you can eventually upgrade your equipment, upgrade your business, continue to grow, continue to make profit and just keep on rolling. So start with getting out there, get a camera, go take pictures. That person wins. So we'll see you in the next episode when we talk more about the business management side of things for a photography business.